Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us today because we're going to be talking about something that we are all interested in and we're all looking forward to, hopefully, I think. <laughs> I am anyways. My name is Father Daniele and I'm joined, as always, by my uh, two heavenly friends here Josh Sullivan, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> have you ever been called a heavenly friend? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have. <laughs> well, something to aim for, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and over here Check is Matt Van Milligan. Matt, welcome right. to you. Hello, hello. Uh, Matt's used to being called a heavenly friend. <laughs> He's that that friend that gets you into heaven. <laughs> That's, <you. laughs> That's good. That's good. Welcome back to you guys too, because. Uh, uh, we're talking about uh, obviously heaven today because we've already been uh, sort of joking around here, but it's it's a really cool conversation to have, right? Uh, because number one, all of us should be aiming for heaven, right? All and really, you know, when you think about a Catholic community, you, you know, you think about people who go to mass each Sunday and are part of the parish community. It's not, yeah, sure, we go there to worship, but we also go there to make friends who are going to encourage us in the Christian way of life, encourage us to be saints, right? That's the whole point point of a Christian community. Yeah, yeah, encourage us to get to heaven. And then, and the idea that we can't get there alone, like we get, we got to get there with each other or helping each other get there. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. And it's, it's nice to have, you know, everyone has different friends in their life, but it's nice to have good Christian friends who you can have these conversations about because... At the end of the day, our our deepest desire, I think our soul longs for that. Well, longs for, I, I don't think, I, I know our soul longs for communion with God. Yeah. And that happens, obviously, in a very real way in heaven. We, we talk about how, like, we, when we were created, if you go back to Genesis and everything else, you talk about how we were created, and that we did have this one-to-one relationship with God, this, like, intimate, personal relationship with God, and then original sin came in, and then we got torn apart a little bit, Right. And that it wasn't in, like, so when we get to heaven, we're going to be back to that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the idea. And so that's where kind of like, for me anyways, and that it, the cool part about that is the bridge to heaven, Christ being the bridge to heaven, the time that heaven opens up on earth is during the consecration. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, and so we can get a little glimpse of heaven if we can get our souls and our spiritual life there. Um, sometimes during that adoration, during that transubstantiation, you can kind of get a little quick glimpse of heaven there, yeah. you know? And if, if I can riff on that just a little yeah. bit, that like, uh, uh, I think the, what we were created for, we were created for, yeah. you know, communion with God. We were sure. created Love for it. paradise, uh, but we messed up. Um, but like, it's interesting. Uh, one of the consequences of the fall is that, you know, uh, we have to toil. We have to like, like our life is busy. Like we have a lot of other things, a lot of material things pulling us away from the reality that it's like we are made for heaven. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great that we're currently in the season of Lent because it's it's an opportunity to kind of separate ourselves from material things, from kind of the busyness, the toil, whatever, to actually reorient our perspective to like consider, you know, contemplate these yeah. realities. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, we're about to celebrate Holy Week in a, in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, Jesus... On the, on the night of the Last Supper, obviously, he offers the Eucharist uh, at the at the Last Supper that we celebrate every time we gather for Mass. And then when he dies on the cross, you know, this is a moment of really big importance and significance for us for us Christians because uh, Jesus has taken everything, like all sin, all uh, you know, the ultimate sacrifice, dies on that cross. And this is significant for heaven, yeah, right? Specifically, because um, this is the moment that Saint Thomas Aquinas uh, says, and the Church teaches, right, that heaven is open. The gates of heaven 
are open when Jesus dies on the cross. He sacrif- he's sacrificed at that moment, so original sin now can no longer stop us from getting to our true purpose, from our true call, from what God created us as. Right. In the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing about the readings, uh, you know, in the scripture on, at Mass about uh, Jesus conquering, conquering even death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is in a real way. I think it's, it, you know, it's kind of funny, maybe not like, you know, ha funny, but uh, we, we, we somewhat take that for granted. Yeah. You know, we come to Mass, we know what's going to happen. Um, every Good Friday, we know the story, you know, even though we go to the liturgy once a year and it's kind of different, so we're, we're paying attention in a different way, we still take that moment for granted. It's like, okay, we're sad because Jesus died, but so much more happened that day mm-hmm. than just Jesus dying. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's a, re- a really interesting story that I like by an author named Annie Dillard, and it's called Expedition to the Pole. And she starts off by talking about like how how we can get so preoccup- preoccupied with like the Easter things. And it's like we wear these like uh, ladies yeah. wear these ridiculous hats, and it's like we're you know everything's pastel because it's Easter, and it's like we're like dressing up and we're going and we're sitting down. It's like if we were aware of what's actually going on, or like what what they kind of the spiritual dimension of what's actually happening um like we would be we would be shocked it's like and she says something like if if we knew we wouldn't be wearing you know um you know these these bonnets we would be wearing like crash helmets or we'd be like (laughs) (laughs) that this is you know this is a big deal or like and and we make it a big deal in in a lot of ways that aren't really representative of the spiritual reality of what's going on so let's uh, break open heaven because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. <laughs> well, because I think there's so many misconceptions about it. There's right? a lot. Like not only do we take it for granted, but there's so many misconceptions. You know, you can't help but, I was kind of saying this before we went on the air, but, you know, I, I, one of my, one of the things I do during the week is read obituaries. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. not because I'm <laughs> weird like that, but because, you know, the people in our community who pass away that yeah. are connected to our families. So, you know, that's way of, uh, we outreach to our families and our parents when we know someone close to them has died, you know. But you read people's obituaries, right? And it's like, you know, now reunited uh, on Bob's the... Um, now in heaven. And, 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 and uh, you know, laying on the beaches of heaven and <laughs> out for a, a golf game with his brother again or whatever, you, whatever. So there's this image of what heaven is, right? People has... And in one way, it's nice to dream of heaven, to... to you know what's heaven going to be like we should all ponder that question yeah. but we're we're trying to take something that belongs to god and make it look like something that we wanted to it, like we like. won I, I really feel like when you dream about like winning the lottery okay yeah. when you dream about what living winning the lottery to most people in their people the idea of heaven is also their idea of what would happen if they won the lottery does yes. that make sense like Bob's going to play golf forever with his brother. You know what I mean? Or or like they're going to lie on the beaches and they're going to, you know, like all that kind of stuff. When we, we got to dive into what the catechism says, what the Bible says actually heaven is. I mean, so I've, some of the misconceptions right off the bat, um, we die, we go up and we've got little halos and wings and we become angels in heaven. And we've talked about this before. Right. Angels are a completely different species. And so when we talk about like, you don't become an angel. Uh, there's no pearly gates. There's no uh, golden stairway necessarily. Again, we're saying this from from what the church teaches, and not necessarily from having the experience of being there, right? That's but, right. But yeah, and we should we should say that right <laughs> off the bat. Like you know, we're going to talk about heaven today. We're talking about heaven today. We've not been there. No, so exactly. we're doing what we what we can. Uh, 
just you know sort of uh, what the church says about heaven, what Jesus says about heaven, what the yeah. scriptures say about about heaven, and we're gonna come to a little bit conclusion. We're gonna talk about what heaven's not and yeah. what heaven is right off the bat. You know, this is really a very simple line from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, ten twenty five. For those of you following along at home, it says to live in heaven is to be with Christ. You know, very simple. The elect live in Christ, but they retain or rather find their true identity, their own name. Wow. Yeah. Big. 1025. Uh, that's it. To be with Christ. Is there anything better than that? You know, be, I, I remember talking about heaven to a classroom one time and it's like, you know, when, when we go to heaven, heaven is going to be when we are with God. Heaven is the most perfect place that we can't even sort of imagine that right? Uh, because our world is so broken. But to be in the presence of God, we're going to see things different. We're going to experience things differently. We're going to just be. It's, it's, it's about being with God. And, you know, a kid be like, but what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What, what are we going to do there? We're just going to be with God? Like, how long? For how long? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, 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 re- I think that a lot of times, I remember being a teenager and hearing that, like, we're going to be in a big stadium and we're all just going to be praising God. And I remember thinking, well, that sounds boring. <laughs> like, like to be honest with you, now as an adult and having experienced um, closeness with God or some peace and love of God in different, like through adoration or through some other sure. places, there's some places where I go, oh, I understand that. Because there's times where I've gone into prayer and I don't want to come out. Like, I don't want to leave this awesome, awesomeness that I'm feeling right now. And I know that's going to be 10 times better than that, you know? So I understand that as from an adult, from a kid from a teenager point of view, I couldn't, you know, there's no possible way that I could, cause I have never experienced it. Right. And so, and, and maybe even for, as an adult, if you hadn't experienced it before, that it doesn't appeal to you, but th- we're not talking about flowery tennis, co- I mean, uh, clouds, uh, uh, tennis courts in the clouds or, you know, on the beaches or whatever else. We're talking about your soul is going to be, it, you're going to feel Feel yeah. fulfilled like you've never felt fulfilled yeah. before. And, yeah. and tennis isn't necessarily off the table. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, no. But I think that, that, that analogy of, of a kid in mass, I think, is, yeah. is perfect because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I have I have kids on either end of that divide where one of them, like, is leaning over and like, how much longer? And, yeah. and like, and they, they don't understand. They don't understand what's going on in mass. They're, you know, doing their best to behave and, right. uh, you know, uh, by their time. Um, but, you know, my, my oldest, you know, reaching and kind of passing the age of reason and he's like he's starting to get it he's starting to understand like, that's that's a good kind of way for us to think about heaven then it's like okay this this is something that you know we're told to think about but we think about in these kind of analogous ways that are just like okay this is the extension of the things i like to do now and it's like yeah. well maybe not or like the the fruits or the the joys and the you know um the ecstasy which is the yeah. language that um, uh, the catechism and JP2 used to describe heaven, yeah. um, you know, is, is something that on this side of the divide, we can't really, we can't really think about in, 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 you know, a, a completely accurate way. So there are like gradations of, you know, um, uh, claims that we can make about heaven that, you know, yeah. to varying degrees of accuracy. And to continue there in the, in the catechism 1027, you know, we're trying to describe heaven a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the catechism of the Catholic church says this <laughs> perfect. The mystery of blessed communion with God and all who are in Christ is beyond all understanding and description. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it says scripture speaks of it in images, yeah. life, light, peace, wedding feast, wine of the kingdom, the father's house, the heavenly Jerusalem, 
paradise. And then it quotes the scripture say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like like that's right there. Like you can't. But those images though are, are beautiful. Yeah. The, that's the scripture is full of them. You know, the father's house, the wedding feast, you know. Um, you know, all the readings you hear at a funeral. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they you know, from the prophet Isaiah and this this mountain with the rich feasts and all these things that they're just try, they're using words in our in our own scenarios to try and describe heaven. But ultimately, like ten twenty five says, it's to be with Christ. It's yeah. to be there in in paradise. And I think too, like we don't understand sometimes maybe in in our culture or in our world nowadays what it means to have a feast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you think back to like right now, to have a feast means I got to go spend a little bit of money uh, yeah. and and gather a whole bunch of food and put it on the table. But I'm not at the point where I'm starving <laughs> by any means. But also, uh, but like I'm not at the point like we've never had to worry about killing the one chicken that we have left or whatever, you know what I mean? Whereas in if you're talking about the feast that as people have got, went through famine and went through a feast was a time where you could eat and you had to eat because they didn't have refrigerators to yeah. save stuff. Like it was it was a time where you were supposed to be joyous and feast and not worry about tomorrow. Like now, like, you know, it was supposed to be a joyous time in your life. And probably one of the most joyous times in people's lives was a feast, a wedding feast or a, you know, going back to your father's house where you didn't have to worry about all the problems of the day. You, your dad can worry about them. <laughs> So let's go through a couple of things about heaven that people always ask, and we'll try and uh, I'll try and stump you and uh, <laughs> you and Matt over here because uh, we'll see. You can definitely stump me. And never, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just including you to be fun. Okay, good. I yeah. was really just <laughs> asking if you could stump, stump Matt. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Number one, this idea of everyone goes to heaven. <laughs> False. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the, so that's all I have to say. So this, but this idea is like vast and wide that everyone just goes to heaven. Now, you know, the church is hopeful. The church is hopeful that people are going to heaven, right? Yeah. But some people remember we did a whole um, episode on excommunication, for example, and and uh, you know, people remove themselves uh, from from the church and things like that. People remove themselves from God's grace, yeah. right? So this idea of everyone going to heaven, I think it's important for us to really uh, help people understand that that's not the case. Why? Because it's for their own salvation. <laughs> it's for their own understanding. Like, we can't live a life away from God, far from God, contrary to what God has planned, and then just be accepted at the last minute. Now, there are scripture stories of people sweeping in at the last minute, <laughs> yeah. right? And, uh, and the church know, teaches of opportunities and ways that that could happen. Absolutely, that's not to say that it it can't happen. That's not to say that someone at the last minute can't be reconciled no, to God, yeah. right? Um, but this idea of living how I want, when I want, how I want, you know, in all these different ways, and assuming heaven, I yeah. think is is a is a bad way of thinking. Yeah, and those those things are. They, they don't go together they so don't. just like that if if heaven as, as we've described it is is perfect communion with god and we said this is something that everybody kind of wants that yeah. like they kind of want in the background but um if that doesn't influence their decision making if that if they're you know uh choosing between that and you know something they want more or like you know the day-to-day -day choices they're making in their life they're they're you know um, in a practical way, kind of rejecting heaven or rejecting kind of the offer of heaven by saying, I'm going to do my own thing, even though, you know, this I, I kind of want this in a distant way, 
but you know it's it's the, the the demands of the moment or you know my own kind of subjective desires are kind of winning out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i think people you know use that to sort of console themselves during the period right? of mourning and yeah. the funeral and like the time we think about heaven more often than not the only time that we think about heaven someone dies uh, it was when someone dies yeah and and it's easier for us to think well they've gone to a better place even like talking about when you know the bu- dog pack kicks the bucket well they went to a farm like they went to a beautiful farm where they can chase rabbits and like we always these, make it a big these words be- are to console us more than that they are describing a reality and and, right? and, and part of that though is that we should be using the funeral to 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 look at our own morality and look at the choices that we've made. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you don't want to like. It, what kind of funeral would it be when you're trying to scare someone into heaven? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Not a, that's but you know, funerals should be hopeful too, because yeah. there is that hope, right? God, we're not saying uh, we're not saying with any authority here uh, from the three of us that yeah. you know God banishes people from heaven. You know, we're not saying that with authority. But we are we are saying that this idea that everyone just gets in like a one way yeah. ticket, you know, is not the way to think. Sure, it's consoling when someone dies to say he's in a better place or she's in a better place and all these different things. But I think it should move us to pray for that person. You know, we did a whole episode, episode number twelve, twelve yeah. <laughs> on purgatory. Seems like so long ago. <laughs> it yeah. was yeah on purgatory. Season one, episode know? twelve. Sorry. Season one, episode yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and we should be praying for people. We should be offering mass for them. We should be uh, praying for the souls in purgatory that they're moving uh, into heaven. They're experiencing that. You know, at the time of someone's death or even near death, we should be praying for their conversion. We should yeah. pray for their salvation. And there's no, and the, and there isn't. So again, we don't know what happens after death. What is the yes. chance? Is there a last chance? Is there? We don't know that. The church teaches though. Like so, we have the sacrament of the sick. That is there. We have uh, confession. We have like these places you can always turn around, even at the last minute. You know what I mean? If you wanted to. The thing that I I, I think about is is um, I was just reading something about discipline and talking about how uh, motivation and discipline and talking about working out and that kind of thing and how like if you are motivated, it's not motivated to to do this one day after another. It's it's doing the twenty minute workout every day of your life so that when you have to do something. You have you've got the resistance built up all the way through, so you can carry a good workout, or you can run a marathon if you had to, or whatever the case in the last minute. The same kind of thing in your prayer life. Whereas if you have to make one big last decision, it's making the small little decisions all throughout your life and choosing God and choosing heaven and choosing that. That if you have to make that one last choice, you know, then th- it's really easy for you to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and we so, have to remember too that you know God knows the hearts of people too. Yeah. He knows where their situations has been in and where they're you know what has led to them being in these situations. So we like God has the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are people at at the time of death who completely reject any yeah. idea of God or reject any hope uh, in God. Right. There are those people. There are people who maybe they just never knew. They just never knew what it was like to. You know, so ultimately, you know, to answer the question, does everyone go to heaven? I'm going to say no. No, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't. And we can uh, say, automatic, does everyone yeah. automatically go to heaven? I'm going to say no. Yeah, from a theological perspective, we can kind of safely say no from, you know, yeah. the, uh, the Gospels and, you know, just theological deduction. Yeah. It's like, but that from there, we can't really arrive at a claim at, you know, this person is in heaven, this person sure. isn't in, in heaven. There are circumstances where the, you know, the church is able to recognize and confirm that people are saints, people are in heaven. In heaven. But, you know, again, that's that's not a definitive list. And, you know, uh, those are those are pretty exceptional circumstances. Okay, moving on to another stump. How about, um, what about people who died before Jesus 
was born before Jesus opened up the like gates of heaven. The prophets and stuff. Yeah, and and, uh, and the people who lived before. Like, what about those people? Are they in heaven? Um, well, th- this this one actually did stump me, or this uh, this isn't something that I yeah would claim <gasps> <laughs> claim <laughs> any real knowledge of. Um, that's you know yeah it's it's uh, we I think we talked about it really briefly about like why why don't we call even Abraham, like St. Abraham, or like, yeah. why don't we, um, and we actually, yeah. We had to look it up. Yeah, we had to look it up. Yes, I mean, so one of the things that we talked about was uh, Christ talks about the parable of Lazarus, the poor man Lazarus and the rich man, yeah. and how the rich man uh, wants, it was in hell or whatever, and wants Lazarus to go and warn his brothers that Love there's this that place, story. right? And so, but we, so Christ kind of gave us the image that if you died before Christ, <laughs> you were placed in the bosom of Abraham. They didn't call it heaven. They called it the bosom of Abraham. And that's where the poor man was. Yeah. Um, but we believe that when Christ um, died, he, he opened heaven. You talked about it at the beginning. He opened the gates to heaven. And so um, we, we, we have to remember that heaven's not in a linear timeline that we believe it, like we, that way that we think, right? So it was like all these people are just sitting there waiting for it necessarily, but they're placed in a, the bosom of Abraham. Or when Christ opened up, it's outside of time. So Christ came, opened up the gates of heaven, and these people, we talked about how Christ, uh, every mass, uh, descended into hell or descended into the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Part of that belief is potentially he, he went down and went to the dead and collected the souls uh, of the righteous and rose them up with him to heaven, right? Yeah. And so go from there. Yeah, um, that, I love that that story and I yeah. the the significance I guess the yeah. deeper significance we kind of miss when we just read it like that. But yeah, it, it tells us a lot about what happens before. Even even talking about the I mean we're going to talk about hell in another episode, but yeah. talking about there's a like there's a line that can, he says. Can you t- can you just put his finger in some water and put it on my tongue? Like just just enough just to quench my thirst here. And like there's a there's a divide there that cannot be crossed. There's hell and there's heaven. And there, you can't cross that. You know what I mean? So that I mean, that whole story is very right from Christ's mouth, very definitive of what we're going to in the afterlife, or a good idea of some of the you know concepts that we have of heaven and hell. Okay, what about people who? Uh, what about people who died? Because the Catholic Church does teach that uh, you know Jesus is the way to salvation. Yeah. Right. What about people who died before baptism? Let's say, mm. uh, you know, either they could be adults who died without baptism. There could be uh, children who died, maybe uh, b- uh, baby- babies who were aborted or... Uh, I think those are going to be two different Two different groups. groups. Yeah, sure. yeah. Go for it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and uh, again, we, we have limited limited claim Knowledge. to certainty on, <laughs> on how we can... Uh, but we can, again, do, do some kind of theological, theological deduction based on, you know, the, the evidence that we have and something like... Um, the uh, the thief on the cross, um, as you know, as as Jesus uh, is is you know, uh, there there between two uh, thieves, one of them mocks him, the other one says, you know, well, I deserve this, uh, yeah, like right. uh, this this is this is like I I'm aware of my own sin, um, and I deserve to die. Yeah, um, but you don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, the only thing he says to Jesus is, you know, remember me when you come into your kingdom, and Jesus says. This day you will be with me in paradise. That it's like, uh, you know, was this person baptized? Like we, we, you know, uh, uh, thinking about it the way we think. Okay, this person has original sin. This person, like, we want to go through kind of the math on, you know, yeah. is this was person baptized? Yeah, is, he, this, yeah. is this person eligible for salvation? And like that, that really is a kind of trap of thinking that we can kind of get into. And it's like, okay, well, we have the uh, the sacrament of baptism that removes the mark of original sin. We have the things that we do to kind of 
um, effect uh, or you know cooperate with uh, grace, you know, through the through the um, the sacraments that have been given to the church for this purpose. Yeah. Um, but again, we, we've said in earlier episodes that you know um, uh, Jesus gives us the sacraments, but Jesus is not bound by the sacraments. To, yeah, so so right. to say that you know a certain group of people isn't eligible because of you know this they don't they fall outside of the ordinary means that are yeah. prescribed for us. On the one hand, we we want to say that you know it is because uh, if you say that you know that there there is another path there is there is you know this alternate scenario where you know jesus does what jesus is going to do um there's a potential that that diminishes the significance of the sacraments or yeah, the ordinary way well, that, i don't have to do them because yeah. there's another way yes yeah. exactly yeah. yeah but i think too we gotta think too there's baptize we talked about a baptism of uh water baptism of desire baptism of fire right so like looking at those opportunities yes. too yeah. uh, and if everyone has a chance at one of those when we talk about like so adults adults that aren't baptized because they chose not to maybe they've received the gift and they chose not to be become baptized for whatever reason then then they have made choices you know what i mean again we don't know what happens at the last minute of death or or you know on the way to you know as we say saint peter's chair but i don't want to i mean to, to the pearly gates where you get decided um but uh to use the imagery that's not real uh but the um we don't know that but when we but we know that there are things like talking about uh, uh, babies that have uh, been miscarried or aborted mm-hmm. talking about what happens with them and, and talking about again we don't know and the church actually had we talked about this on an earlier episodes that the church had this whole um had they talked about this at one time and we're talking about what what like they they debated this for a couple of councils i think it was and they they just didn't quite have an answer there but that kind of coming down to the conclusion that we're bound by this but god is not bound by this. yeah and remember that uh you know life begins at conception right yeah. so um you know the soul our body and our soul uh, just because maybe the body dies, yeah. right? God does with the soul what yeah. God does. I mean, yeah. I mean, so he's not bound by our own limitations, exactly. right? So, I, yeah. Okay. Um, is heaven a place? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. And you know what? Like we, everyone yeah. looks up and, and thinks of the sky when it comes to heaven. And, and because in the scriptures, right, it says the, the clouds parted and the voice of a voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son. Yeah. That's my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with whom I am well pleased. And so we look to the heavens and, and it's, even in the scriptures, you know, people were looking up, uh, you know, up. Up high is that even churches are built high uh, to signify, yeah, to signify that's going towards heaven. Is heaven a place? I think that one's that's perfect. Can I just expand on that? Yeah, Yeah, I know. Because that heaven, um, the heavens to people in ancient world was a place they couldn't reach, that they couldn't touch, that they couldn't. They could they could see some things of, but they couldn't quite make full depictions. Whereas in on Earth and lower than Earth were places that they could fall into, places right. that they could dig down. And so oftentimes hell was in the middle of the earth where there's lava <laughs> and and like fires and all that kind of stuff. And heaven was in the clouds and the two depictions there. So I think that's where we get that from. But yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's so much to say. So like it, <laughs> the, 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 staying rooted in the question. So you yeah. don't go off on a bunch of tangents. Okay. So uh, in a later episode, we're going to talk about hell. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting in the beginning of Genesis that it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is like in that sense, you know, heaven and earth are places or created oh, states of affairs in a way that hell may or may not be included 
in there in one of those categories or like yeah you know a crossover between but it's like is heaven a place like well genesis kind of um and it's like but not in the way that we understand place yes. that it's like we think of place as a you know uh, a place with definite matter and time and extension of time and like yeah. past present like all of these things that we you know we can't help but associate based on our experiential frame of yeah. reference um, but a lot of our understand, a lot of our un- analogous understanding of what heaven is or what heaven looks like is rooted in Aristotelian cosmology. Yeah. It's rooted in this right. idea that you know you have this beyond the thing you know. If like you get in the, the point above what you can know, <laughs> yeah. um, that is you know Aristotelian quintessence or whatever you, the ether or however yeah. uh, you want to think about it. But it's as the um, our scientific ability to explain as you know our ceiling keeps getting raised by you know okay we know what's beyond the atmosphere we know what's in our solar system we know that there are a number of solar systems and um in the universe that it's like um it almost edges out this idea or like um pushes away the idea that you know okay well you know these ancient or you know this archaic religion thinks that heaven is just you know right above your head when you know if you live in a um you know, a, a global sphere, you know, that's omnidirectional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like it, it, it uh, we don't do ourselves any favors by saying that, you know, it's just this direct vertical association of heaven, but it, it actually is kind of our best way of uh, orienting ourselves in, in, in our understanding of heaven. So it's like, no, is heaven directly above us? No. Is heaven a higher place? Is heaven a, so like the, 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 um, uh, what the catechism says about, you know, we have, uh, we can't describe it definitively. We have to describe it analogously and, you know. With imagery. Yeah. 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 So it is like, yeah. And it's not a place, like you said, not a place that we think of, but potentially like it's a state. It's a, 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 um, again, how do you describe it? We We can't can't help but think about place in terms of matter and time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're coming close to the end here, but uh, I'm going to throw another one uh, there. Are people in heaven? Do people in he- can people in heaven see us? Ooh, I like to say yes, but I like to very specifically say that we can ask them to pray for us. Exactly. So the communion of saints, right? Yeah, w- whether they can see us as we like, whether they have eyes. We haven't even talked about whether we have bodies in heaven. Like, right, that's a whole right, other right. Uh, thing. But yes, we will eventually have bodies in heaven, and they're after the resurrection, all that stuff. We won't get into it. If you want, look into it. Uh, but there, but like seeing with our eyes, maybe not. But but knowing us uh, on earth or that kind of thing, that that's a potential, right? Yeah, and we rely on people who are in heaven to pray, pray for, for us, us. and we to ask watch it. over us and things yeah. like that, right? Yeah, that's what a saint is, right? A saint is someone who's made it to heaven. Now I know, okay, this is the last one, so try and be quick about it because uh, <laughs> I see our producers back there giving us the signals. But uh, Mary, Mary's assumed into heaven, right? We know that. Is she the only one that's ever assumed, uh, been assumed into heaven? Um, in in that way, probably yes, um, because Mary's assumption into heaven isn't biblical, as far as I know. But in the Bible, there are two other examples. There's Enoch uh, in Genesis um, and Elijah. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So, yeah. So body, soul, yeah, Mary assumed into yeah. heaven, Enoch, Elijah as well. This has uh, been fun talking about heaven, but let's remember the whole point. Eh? Like as Christians, we're on a pilgrimage. We yeah. call it a pilgrimage for a reason because every pilgrimage has a destination, right? And our destination as Christians is heaven. So 
uh, we have to have our eyes there always, mm-hmm. right? I know there's lots of distractions in life. I know there's a lot of things that tempt you. I know there's a lot of things that uh, sound good and feel good or all those different things that life throws in your way. But when we keep our eyes set on heaven, right, that's that's what puts our life into perspective. That's what keeps us sort of living an honest Christian life. That's what keeps us being disciplined people, disciples of Jesus, Right. And so we have to keep our eyes on heaven because that's where we want to be. We want to spend our entire life. If we love Jesus here, <laughs> we want to be with him, yeah. right? So we have to keep our eyes there. And just like we talked about at the at the beginning of this episode, um, which feels like an eternity ago, <laughs> but don't did yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need good friends too to help us. Like yeah. we need the Christian community to help us, to encourage us to be people who who get to heaven. We we are aiming for saints. I know people in this life, you know, we're just like, well, I'm trying to be a good Catholic, but we're, we're not trying to be a good Catholic. We're trying to be saints. That's what we're trying to do. Our life is meant to create saints and, and to be and to be a saint is to be with Jesus uh, forever. So, uh, you know, if uh, all goes well, hopefully we can be friends in uh, heaven. Now, know? I guess the real question is, is there going to be po- Catholic podcast in heaven? That's, yeah. that's <laughs> and if people from heaven can see us now, they're probably so <laughs> bored. At this. Yeah. Well, that's all the time. I know this was a heavy topic. We we only got into some things about heaven, but the bottom line is it's beautiful. It's 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 in like just like the cat uh, the catechism the Catholic Church says it's just to to be with Christ, eh? To live in heaven is to be with Christ. Okay. If anyone has any questions that we didn't answer or things to cover on another episode. Give us an email, uh, send us an email at thecatholicbuzzpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a comment right on our YouTube channel or Facebook or Instagram page as well. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz. Bye.